You are listening to If We Were Writing, a feisty triathlon-ish podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara, and together with Sarah True, we head up a weekly group ride where we dish on all triathlon news and everything else-ish we want to talk about. We're joined regularly by Khadija Diggs and Jocelyn Wong-Neal, and Laura Sidal does her Sid Talk segment updating you on everything you need to know from the weekend. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is a production of Live Feisty Media. Join us on our group ride. All right, welcome back. We are uh, from our big break. We're missing Khadija tonight because she is still driving, but we are all wearing, if you can't see, well, I guess they can't, our matching sweatshirts. Why are we wearing these guys? Because women's sports are awesome. <laughs> women's sports are awesome. I guess we should tell people what they say since this is a podcast. Because <laughs> they can't read our minds right. through their ears. So <laughs> this is our women's sports fan club sweatshirt. Which uh, is part of the, oh yeah, Sarah's going to show you the back. It says Women's Sports <laughs> Fan Club. There you go. It's part of the feisty uh, Watch Women's Sports collection. Um, so here's the big question, guys. Uh, the kids, the kids, the 28-year-olds designed these. Do you feel super cool and on trend? Hmm. I need to know if it's trendy. Because, I mean, I do now. Yeah. So the I guess the it they sent me a size large because the oversized look is like yes. the trend right now, which feels totally. very much like high school in the nineties. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like you're pulling it off? Can I? Well, do you? Okay. The, another thing that's going to age is: Do you remember the hair club for men commercial <laughs> where the guy was like? I'm not just a hair club president. I'm also a member or client, whatever he said. Yes. So I love the fact that I'm not just a an athlete. I'm also a fan club member. You know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Women's okay. sports fan club member. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta we gotta support our people. Yeah. There's also a very also on trend hat that says watch women's sports and a tote. Right. See? So trendy. I so want trendy. all of it. All of I it. I have these Nike high tops that are very cool too. Also from uh, the feisty squad. And I tried to pull them off this weekend with my oversized sweatshirt. And I felt like it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Felt very cool. Matchy, matchy. Like your outfit of the day. Right. <laughs> exactly. Nice. <laughs> nice work. So is that why the sweatshirt may or may not smell like cat vomit? Right. So I had to go get my sweatshirt out of the wash because I have like sweatshirts that like, you know, you throw them on the couch. They're like sitting on the couch and the cats sleep on them. And I picked this one up and I was like, what is, I think one of the cats might've had like a hairball on the sweatshirt. <laughs> They're very Super trendy. Out. Yeah. Super very trendy. trendy. That's also on trend. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> it's like your favorite, favorite thing to wear right now, which reminds me of so my daughter turns three this weekend. Her favorite, favorite thing to wear right now is her Elsa dress, like every day. So we have to also wash it regularly or it will smell bad. <laughs> It'll but smell bad. <laughs> I feel like you're wearing your sweatshirt so much that you got to wash yeah, it pretty regularly. Exactly. That's cute. Yeah. You, you're basically the same as a toddler. That's what I'm getting from this. Yeah. Yes. awesome awesome as the youngin in the group 
Uh, all right. Well, today we are going to do our Ask Us Anything, Ask Me Anything, AUA episode. And we have a bunch of questions, guys. Some of them are very, very serious. Like, why does Kelly hate croissants? And we will tackle all the super serious questions after the break. And then we will get to, there were some training questions. People want to know like how we can help them get faster, which is crazy. Which we so, should uh, take seriously. Yeah, take seriously nutrition. I don't know. Um, so we'll do all of that after this break. Okay, you guys, I'm opening my AMA document. Sorry, so you guys, some of these, I feel like I'm just going to quick fire at you. Okay, okay. quick fire, okay. quick fire. Okay. Let's do it. What Let's are your favorite it. snacks before, during, after? Go. Before, I like toast and peanut butter. I like a banana and coffee. Hard-boiled coffee. eggs in the bag. You just eat them. It's amazing. Sarah's like. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. In a bag. It's the bag. It's, yeah. it's in a bag. <laughs> you can buy them already pre-peeled. I should have just said pre-peeled. So you just like don't have to peel them. I'm all about. Yeah, the peeling is really annoying. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Right now, I have this mental image of you smelling like cat vomit, <laughs> eating hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> all right after stinky, favorite snack after stinky. okay after i like i like eggs after yeah but not before but not before i feel like everything i mean whatever there's not anything specific it's like if i'm if i'm like on the road then definitely like to leave a, like a bar bonk breaker bonk breaker bars in the backpack so that's, that's my during like, oh okay okay um after there's this bakery it's called rustic it's like you know like the local chain like you know the things that have like a, they're like massively they're massive chains locally you know what i mean but then like yeah. nobody outside of an area knows it right so they have like five stores here and they're like it's like a super long line on the weekends it's crazy um and sometimes i go swimming just to go to rustic after and so i always get the uh avocado toast with the like nice like and the and the eggs on top and then an Arnold Palmer. Um, it's key. Mm. Yeah. Wait, so you do eggs before and after? Sometimes. I texted my sister one day and I was like, how many eggs is too many eggs to eat in one day? And so we had this whole discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the answer? Uh, we decided five was okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although yeah. I feel like I do eat a lot of bananas before and after. Not during. Oh. It's a little annoying to eat during. Yeah, don't eat a banana during. I'm just gonna. I mean, I know some people do, but Sarah's making it. You can't. Thing. You can't go wrong with baked goods. Croissants. All right, that brings us to question number two. <laughs> Kelly, why do you hate croissants? And I feel like I feel like I just have to. I think this just keeps coming up. I don't hate croissants. I just think they are highly overrated, much like bacon or the entire country of France. Right? These things are highly overrated. Don't you talk about bacon that way? Okay. So what? food is underrated mm, that's a good question i mean i'm a big avocado fan and i feel like in some cases like avocado is just way too underrated you can put no way i no no but obviously no. here it's huge now so it's like that doesn't seem right so what it do you is, think is underrated no you, you have to say like rutabaga you know okay. like something or beets mm, beets had beets. their moment they did, <laughs> they did yeah <laughs> it's kind of waned hmm now I'm trying to think of what I eat. Well, what do you think? That underrated underrated Nutella? Not underrated? No, it's not underrated enough. No. We're like, we're rejecting everyone's underrated. <laughs> I feel you like... know what I'm going to go with? Pre-peeled, hard-boiled. <laughs> 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 I 
Mm-mm. Massively no. underrated. Yeah. They're not Mm-mm. as good as freshly, but I feel like you have to weigh out like ease of use. Exactly. I'm all about like what's worth it too, right? Like what's like cost benefit. Tarts are really good. If you're always bought, you guys are always bothering me about like what French pastries do I like if I don't like croissants? Mm-hmm. You know, those little like tarts that like fruit tarts. Mm-hmm fruit tarts yeah, like the custard good. fruit tarts yeah, those are amazing those are amazing yeah so there you go ready next question this is a serious one guys okay what is your biggest triathlon regret now this could be anything races food gear training or dating the people want to hear about your dating <laughs> triathlon regrets <laughs> like thinking i mm. mm. so i i have a more serious triathlon regret when I was racing professionally, and I don't think I brought this up before, but they always talk about how there's equal prize money for men and women. But I, I did do some races where there was not equal prize money. And so my regret is there was the race in France, Embrunman. And then there was a smaller iron distance race I did in Korea, where the men made significantly more than the women. And at the time, I was a rookie pro. And I think I was just grateful to have a spot on the start line and like looking back like I was like such a feminist in high school and so I feel like my teenage self would have been horrified that I just never like I didn't have the courage to like stand up and be like I don't want to race this race because you should be paying me just as much as the men so I do regret that so the race I did in Korea I won the women's race and I was second overall and if I was a man then the second overall man would have made more money than the female winner. Oh, interesting. That's I see what you're saying. dumb. It's mm. dumb. Well, and then they had the 8% rule. So I think me and the male winner were the only ones that made prize money. So it's not like they couldn't have given me more. I also right. thought the 8% rule was dumb on a side point. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's when you had to finish within 8% of the winner's time. Right, right, right. So yeah, so I did beat all the other men other than the first guy. But yeah, there wasn't any, like we were the only two that made the prize money. So it's not like there wasn't prize money that have gone more to me. But yeah, <laughs> I do regret not like having the courage to stand up and be like, give me more prize money. I deserve it. Yeah. What? So what's what's the statute of limitations on this? Can you go back to the race director? And be like, yeah, I, mean, I did this race. It's been a little while, but I think you owe me. I want my money now <laughs> with interest. Yeah, it's taken me a few years to work up the courage, but you know what? Though honestly, like sometimes it's really hard to be like, oh, I'm gonna make a stand on that. You have to like brace yourself, and even like on things that are like little things where you're not gonna lose money. Like, I don't know how many times I'm like, oh, my God, I have to, like, brace myself for this this fucking argument. And it's hard. Um, which I guess maybe, okay, so I'll say, like, I can't think of, like, I don't know. Okay, biggest regret. You know, like, when you say say something and then you play it over your head for, like, months and months and months? Oh, like, I should have said that. Right, but, like, so, but, like, and the actual details, like, don't matter, and, like, nobody else remembers and nobody gets those, like, those things particularly um, are, like, over like running triathlete and like finding myself in a position where people like weirdly hung on to some things I said in passing. There are like some things that I'm like two years later. So like, why did I say like, it came out of my mouth wrong. Mm-hmm. I, there were a whole bunch of thoughts in my head and the last thing came out. And now that's the thing that they're going to remember for, and it still comes up. 
And I would take that back. That's like, that shit drive. That's really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My, my biggest regret is uh, my coaches, my first like coaches uh, basically taught me that I needed to be in a group environment and I like had to travel around the world and you know that created a dependency and I wish that I had learned early on to create structure around wherever I was and like you know develop autonomy and self-efficacy a little a little earlier yeah yeah that sounds like some grad school coming into play right there (laughs) comes with age and wisdom because I do I was in a similar training environment where it was like if you weren't with the squad like you were never going to get the same results as if as when you were training with that squad Hmm. I feel like whatever side point whenever coaches say you will not be good unless x like that's always to be like whoa because like yeah people can be good to any like endless number of ways so if a coach is trying to tell you that like the only way is this x way like they're probably wrong and also they're controlling and that should be like a wait this doesn't make any sense well it's it's you should be coaching the individual and helping them flourish in whatever environment works for them and sometimes that's not living out of a suitcase you know what on that since we're on the topic of regrets and like coaching environments right i've been going on this whole working on something on like toxic training environments and coaches mm-hmm. even if they're not like even if there's nothing they're doing you know illegal or whatever right like there can be such and I was looking back at all of my coaching environments and I can think of all these times where there were like the hints of that I was controlling and I just like fled the other way and then mm. I was like oh man is that why I was never good because I was always <laughs> like nope I'm out <laughs> no good for you we are going to shelve this for next week but we're talking about Mary Kay next week. Oh, okay. oh, ooh! Should we see if she'll come on? One of the things I want to do in our in the new year is have more guests on our rides. Maybe we should invite her for a ride with us. We need yeah. to talk about the settlement, but not for this week. This is this week's all about our listeners' questions. All about our listeners. Here's the next question. Then you ready? Next question was Thanksgiving theme. What are you grateful for? Wait, I didn't get to talk about dating regrets. Oh, <laughs> all right. We're just going to stay on this regret question. Hold that thought. (laughs) Say being in your 20s, you're like young and dumb and stupid. But isn't that like what you're supposed to be? Like, how is it? Yeah, I know. I know. It's okay. Was that all you had? I'm like, I'm waiting for Well, no, I was going to go into more, but but I don't want to name names. No, we are not about. We have heard about that regret. You have heard about that regret. It's just yeah. someone that's still in the triathlon space yeah, that the... pops up fre- frequently. You know what? We this weren't recording then, though. With triathlon, though, here's my advice. Ready for our listeners? Are you ready? Triathlon's a small fucking universe, okay? Yeah. Like, if you want to be dumb and stupid in your 20s, that's cool. That's fine. That's, like, what it's for. But you should do that outside of triathlon <laughs> if you plan to stick around. Because you're just going to run into them every goddamn race. Yeah. Day. Well, then that's kind of why I married a non-triathlete. It's like totally not in this space at all. I mean, fine, like, fine, like later, like when you're ready to settle down, marry a triathlete, like whatever. Sure. I'm just saying, if you want to fuck around, like maybe do it in like the running space, right? And then like, you don't have to see them all the time. It's a different universe. Sarah's like thinking about that. She's like, hmm. No, I, I am thinking about other people who have, you know, 
tread in the triathlon waters and gotten it a bit muddy. <laughs> um, and I am going to back up that that sentiment right there. I've I've tried to avoid dating triathletes. I'll put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Are we ready to move on to the more positive? What, what are, are we thankful? thankful? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what are we thankful for? What are you thinking? I'm thankful for pie. Oh yeah. You always have to be thankful for desserts. Um I am thankful for sleep. Okay. Um, it's gonna sound dumb, but I actually so I actually really like California, especially mm-hmm. this time of year when everyone's bitching about their state. And like I just I'm like really like glad to live here. It's like such a nice place. It's great. Grateful for California. Yeah. I'm I'm grateful for my parents who are here with us for six weeks from California, braving the freaking cold, but it's like built-in babysitting and it's amazing. Although I hear her crying right now because she probably doesn't want to go to sleep and grandma's trying to make her sleep. <laughs> My sister is having her first kid at the end of December and she's been like, um, I'm going to visit in January and my parents are going to, and she's been like, she doesn't want everyone to visit at the same time. And I keep being like, I think you might want the babysitting like sooner than later. Maybe she's like trying to spread people out. Yeah. She doesn't want like everyone to descend when it's still like, like I get that for mm-hmm. sure. So, Well, what's, what's nice about, because the first like couple weeks, you are hormonally just so messed up right. that you don't need the help then because you don't really sleep. You're just like messed. It's up. just like when you're you crash after that initial. I guess not high. Right. It's just your brain is wackadoodle. Yeah, that's a professional term. That's a good. Yeah, that sounds like a grad school term. Just like what's the other one? <laughs> Self-efficacy and wackadoodle. There we go. <laughs> So you're gonna be an auntie is this your first niece or nephew yeah well, why does everyone always says is it her first which i think is such a no is it because it is it your like, first is yeah it well, your it's my first only sister she's okay. my only sister um so it's like a so yeah so i'm gonna go up there after endurance exchange guys i'm gonna fly up right after and visit her so. oh that's nice yeah are right, you ready for our last question before we take a short break yeah here's our last question help us get our bikes back yeah, with the movie we're making. <laughs> Do you think Leslie Patterson listens to this podcast and she could make the movie that we talked about? Okay, does making the movie help people get their bikes back? I don't think so. Yeah, because it's going to be so popular that... Well, doesn't it take like five years to make a movie? <laughs> <laughs> By then, the bikes are going to be so obsolete where it's like, you know, the equivalent of riding like a nine-speed, you know? Somebody suggested that they started GoFundMe to like raise the money to pay off the three hundred thousand dollars and get. And their there was back. like someone had set up a GoFundMe, and when I checked on it again, it had gotten taken down. Yeah, I'm like not in. T- I mean, it's like on the one hand, I was like, I'm not sure that's legal, but then I was like, I don't know why yeah. it wouldn't be. Like you could pay mm. someone else's debt, like, like you know those people who are like buying up medical debt and then like erasing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I'm sure you could like pay someone else's debt, right? Like that's. So the question, can you help us get our bikes back? Like, I don't think we have an extra 300 grand, but we can help get the word out. But there's no longer that GoFundMe. And we don't know why it got taken down. I think it's not. I think GoFundMe has like rules. Going back to Jocelyn's idea. About Mm -hmm. the movie? The heist? Forget, Forget the movie. We just go straight to the heist. 
So oh, if we, have okay. oh, we do the heist ourselves. <laughs> no, no, not, not us. We're going to outsource oh, to professionals. Okay. Sure, sure, so if we have any professionals, you know, professional Sorry, like. Uh, professional what? Heisters? Heisters. Heisters. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any professional heisters who <laughs> listen to the podcast? We have some friends who have some bikes in a storage container and we could use your help. Yeah, this makes sense. This they feasible. slide into our DMs. I'm pretty sure how, that's how these things work, right? Yeah, it's yeah, on the dark web. It's yeah, dark when, when, it, when you want to hire like a dark web, you just this is how you advertise for it. Definitely, <laughs> travel on podcast. <laughs> All right, I mean, uh, how else would you get them back, though? I mean, the debt needs to get paid off, or they need to be stolen back. Those are the two options. I think you could also sue. I think that's the third option. Is where is the container? Is it still in Spain? Is I think it's, it's no, 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 no. It's moving where around. It? It's, it's moving, moving around. around. It's from like Chicago. It was in North Carolina. Then it was in Chicago. Then it was in LA. It's moving. Do we know any pirates? According to people whose air tags are like on their bikes. That's what they say. I feel so. like a pirate could do this. Because uh, they're on like barges, right? Oh, the shipping containers now I think are like on trucks. Okay. Lance pirates. I don't Do think we think they split up thin. the bikes? Maybe they split up the 180 bikes to confuse everybody because I don't see how it's beneficial to move them around. I don't actually, I don't know that I believe there. People were just, I don't know that I believe that. People were just like, oh, my air tag keeps moving. And I was like, eh. I mean, how accurate are air tags? Maybe it got fried, whatever. Anyway, because it just mm. pings off cell phones, you know? So, mm-hmm. anyway. anyway. Those are our solutions. We're going to take a break and then we're going to be back with more Ask Us Anything questions. All right, Alyssa, I'm like starting to swim more again. And I feel like you were swimming a lot last year with oh, with one water. And how did you keep your hair from getting so destroyed? I was swimming so much last year and I used to try hard, Kelly, and I still swear by it. They have extensively researched this problem and created a superior vegan Dermatologically tested proprietary blend. TryHard has shampoo, conditioner, body wash, and more stuff. Everything you're gonna need for your pre and post swim necessities. I've also seen that top pros like Chelsea Sodaro and Lucy Charles Barkley also praise the effectiveness of TryHard. I think it's like definitely changed how good I feel just coming out of chlorine. And we have a code right now too for anyone who wants to try, you know, Try try hard and stop suffering from dry, itchy skin, having their hair get all, you know, green, which happens to me because mine's like super blonde and get all beat up. You can try any of the try hard products with the code 20 feisty. That's two zero feisty for 20% off store wide at tryhard.co. So that's 20 feisty for 20% off at tryhard.co. I'm personally very excited to have Precision Fuel and Hydration signing on as a new Feisty Try sponsor. Precisely because of their commitment to education and to making sure that all the women lining up for triathlons this year have all the information you need to fuel your races. Like, did you know women often underfuel and more typically complain about gel consistency, which I know I personally like really love the light and easy to get down precision gels, which still have 30 grams of carbohydrates. But the most important thing is to test all of this yourself. And that's why you can use Precision Sweat Testing Spreadsheet to do your own testing and to calculate your own sweat loss. 
And look, like I know that can sound intimidating. I also was, uh, but it's really super manageable. When you enter your numbers into their formula, it spits out how much sweat you lose, how much sodium, and then you can calculate and figure out what works for you. And then you can book your totally free consultation with their sports scientists who will walk you through your own race plan. You can find all of this information and a ton more on female fueling, hydration, things to know in the Precision Fuel and Hydration Knowledge Hub on their website. And you can test out their gels, drink mixes, electrolyte pills, and their specially formulated flow gel, which is made just for how people fuel in long course triathlon. Get 15% off your first order with the code FTP15. That's FTP, the number 15, like feisty triathlon pods or like functional threshold power. FTP15 at pfandh.com. Chasing Epic is the essence of the Orca brand. It's about seeking moments in life that make us feel truly alive and connected to the beauty of the world around us. And let's be honest, with a lot of swim, bike, and run, we get to see a lot of beauty. Orca's been a longtime partner of Feisty, and we work with them year after year because we love their products and their commitment to creating amazing wetsuits made for women. I absolutely love my Orca wetsuit. Apex is number one, but there's a range of triathlon wetsuits you can choose between flexibility, buoyancy, or a combination of both. Really, there's a wetsuit for every triathlete and for all of your epic adventures. As a feisty listener, you can get 15% off with the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com. Get out there and chase some epic, friends. All right, you guys, we actually got a lot of like, I don't, I don't want to say training questions, but like more like triathlon questions. Uh-oh. Uh, I know <laughs> we're only triathlon ish. <laughs> so we'll ish answer them ish. Can you please discuss the new trend of putting a water bottle in the front of the Jersey? Is it full or empty? All right, Sarah, did you do this at Kona? I did not, but it shouldn't mm. matter for the aerodynamics. Cause that's why you do it. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter if the aerodynamics is full or empty. It matters whether or not it's legally allowed if it has water in it or not. Mm. Oh. But you could just put like three drops of water and be like, this is holding my water. Right. Because if it doesn't have water in it, then it's fairing, right? And it's not. Mm -hmm. It didn't recently get um, like, what? Sorry, disqualified or whatever it is, it like got banned by the maybe the UCI, UCI yeah, UCI right? The cycling. Banned. Yep. UCI banned the front water bottle, which I feel like. Uh, I mean, I assume everybody knows what we're talking about. Does everybody know what we're talking about? Do maybe they don't, and that's why about? we need to discuss it. All right, why don't you explain it, Jocelyn? Okay, so you've seen like all these pro triathletes stuffing things down the front of their bike jerseys some look really stupid um there's been like full-on like bladders there's been just like a bike bottle or a water bottle there's been like 3d printed fairings um and then there was I guess someone actually did studies showing that it is more aerodynamic so now so many people are doing it um but there's also there's not a rule banning them yet. I think there's about to be. I'm like 98% sure that 
that is not going to be allowed anymore. And I don't know how they're going to write the rule. Maybe they're just going to be like, you can like no additional materials on the front of your, I don't know how they're going to no write No stuffing it, you know? things in yeah. your shirt, but then you're going to have someone be like, oh, this is a medical device. But I was like, obviously you can stuff, like I stuff food in my sports bar, right? Like obviously you can. Yeah. So I don't know how they're going to write it, but. Unless they do like a size limitation. <laughs> nice, nice. They're like, I'm sorry, your boobs are too big. <laughs> like the super <laughs> shoes, like, okay, they're allowed, but they can only be this stack height. So now it's, they're going to have like these, yeah. these like, containers like when you check in your bags at the airport the carry-ons have to fit into this box so there's gonna be these boxes at the races where it's like whatever you put inside your jersey has to fit into this small box exactly it's gonna be just like that that's exactly what i imagined jocelyn (laughs) you have to to run with it that's the punishment there you go i like that better because i saw like i was standing like in nice it was like this really long transition i was standing at the very end so i could like right on the fence in the in the protest so basically i could see all the guys running and then like making the turn towards their bikes and joe skipper was like trying to zip up his thing around this like massive camelback bladder that he like couldn't get down his jersey and he's trying to zip it up and he's, and he's like bobbling everywhere and like wiggle it like and i was like this is ridiculous <laughs> like so yeah i mean the water bottles so safety wise do you remember when I know there's so many less people that race with road bikes anymore at triathlons, but you remember how they are like, you always had to have the, the bar end caps in yeah, and like still people like, would... still like a thing that, yeah, they get obsessed about. So yeah, because you can impale yourself with your handlebar. In all fairness, I think this is one of those, like, I like one woman did it one time when she crashed the handlebar, like went into her thigh and like hurt us, right? Like I, you hear the one horror story over and over and then suddenly it's kind of like, um, you know, like reg- when there's like regulations, cause like one person like accidentally caught themselves on fire and then like everything has to be covered in flame retardant. It feels like that, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but I feel like a camelback bladder or like a water bottle if you crash like that's not really gonna hurt you too much but like a 3d printed fairing that you stick on like that sounds like you could like puncture a lung or something crazy yeah so so i don't see it happening sticking around here's the next thing they want us to can you talk about the clustering of almost all the north american ironmans in the fall and how this may affect qualifying in numbers for nice and then Kona the following year are there any rumblings about these races moving or new Ironmans, you know, in North America? It is such a weird cal- calendar. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. Um, I really, really, really thought like back in the summer when it was like becoming clear that this was the calendar, I really thought Ironman was going to announce a new race for like the spring or early mm-hmm. summer next year. Like I even went to them and was like, is this the final calendar? Because this seems crazy. And they did like they did, but they have they did really say like. Uh, I think there's going to be some changes for the following year. I think there are going to be changes because it makes no fucking sense right now, you know? No, I mean, there's there's nothing. It's it's really dismal. There's literally, until August, so all the way up until mid-August, the only races in North America are foals, are Placid and Texas. So you're saying no rumblings, no rumblings, because you know all the rumblings. But I, I mean, I feel confident they're going to have to because... I mean, they literally shot themselves in the foot for Nice qualifying. Mm-hmm. Like, well, well, that's why they're having the 70.3 slots. Right. And... Uh, yeah, they had to because, like, it made, like, literally all the like all the races where you could qualify in North America were within like five weeks of Kona this year. So, like, who? And so then people were texting me like, "Oh my god, there were only three hundred and something women who finished Arizona," and you're like, "No shit, man!" Like, 
they all did Kona. Like it's the same demographic. That's the same pool of people. So yeah, it's a, it's a huge problem. It's ridiculous. That's how few it was. Wow. Yeah. And Arizona. Yeah. I think it's just because when you have the other thing was like California was a week after Kona. And that also had like only 300, 400 people. So when you have those two races that are the same market, because like California, Arizona are the same market that are all like a week and three weeks after, right? Like, it's just like you're, and then you also have Cozumel, like that's just too many. And Florida. Right. But I'm saying like those three are all the same time zone, same same people, like not like, right? Like who's going to do all those races? Like you can't have, there's a limited pool of people. They can't do Kona and California and Arizona and Cozumel. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another one added to the calendar i i don't know when or where it could possibly be but it's that seems bizarre to me yeah but rumblings i don't know anything about rumblings. i haven't heard any rumblings i haven't heard like any new location or anything um i feel like it's time for a new location for sure but i haven't heard any um i know like california's contract is signed in so it's like some certain ones are like not moving you know what i mean because like they're locked in hmm. so we'll see. But it feels okay. like there needs to be another like May, May or June race. Sure. Well, they took yeah. away St. George a while ago. Yeah. And Coeur d'Alene. Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. That's kind of sad that Coeur d'Alene went away. Well, it became a half. I don't know. Maybe one of those will come back. Maybe that's what will happen. Uh, okay. Now some people want our advice. Are you ready? What are your thoughts on using super shoes for extra help for recovery as opposed to looking for speed, like running with them in your training races to get up to like longer distances. Pace is not my concern, but being able to add miles is. Uh, would, would you recommend super shoes for this purpose? And like, which runs would you use them for? Uh, I would use them sparingly because there's some evidence to suggest that it leads to more lower leg injury. Uh, and uh, like definitely some hamstring stuff in a lot of folks. So you don't want to get injured in your attempts to, you know, get a little extra squish. If you're going to go that route, there are some more squishy foams um, without being super shoes, like without the plates. That That's what I would recommend. Um, like the recovery. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just less impact. Like you get the right kind of uh, foam. Sure. So, but yeah, I would avoid like straight up super shoes, race flats. Yeah for too much um like i i will only wear them um like maybe once a week during peak training Mm -hmm. um and that's that's at most i know some folks who wear them all the time but they also tend to have more lower leg problems um (laughs) yeah so it's it there's a trade-off it does help with recovery but if you can try to find something that's a little bit more forgiving um you know in terms of foam go that route is the problem that the listener is asking about like being able to run longer or just like recover faster they're basically saying they're basically saying they want to be able like they are not able to get up their mileage and so they want to get their mileage up um and get longer Mm -hmm. runs in yeah and i i agree i would just i wouldn't suggest to me it almost sounds like this person might have like a biomechanical issue and so my advice is not necessarily like go for super shoes which yeah i don't think that's the purpose of them either um they they do i mean they do help or you do recover faster for sure they help, but, yeah. absolutely but yeah but they they use um 
similar foams mm-hmm. in uh, more training based shoes. So like I would differentiate between those. Yeah, maybe go to a um, running specialty store and ask them about training shoes that will help with recovery rather than the super shoe carbon plated one and possibly work with a running uh, physical therapist and see if there's something you're doing or like, is it something with your form that is why you can't increase your mileage? Yeah, so... I would say if you're going to prioritize like speed, I mean, they say speed kills, um, like speed tears you up more than anything else. If that's oh, I thought you were talking thing. about um, like the driving signs that are like speed kills. Oh, no. Or but, the drug. <laughs> yeah. In terms of running, like that is the hardest to recover from. That's the one that has the most impact. So save your super shoes for those. Um Maybe like as you start doing more kind of uh, race specific long run workouts, use your super shoes for those. Uh, But just like a straight up long run. I mean, part of that wear and tear, like recovery, you you want it like that's how you get gains. So I, I would have a question of like, you know, it all depends what kind of mileage this person has. There are a lot of different factors. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but we do not recommend super shoes as the go-to for up not every miles. day. No, 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 no. Definitely oh. not every day shoe. All right, here is a above-average age group triathlete self-described. Uh, wondering what it takes to become successful at draft legal racing. What is the best use of their time to get faster in the next few months and not get blown out of the water? Is it like all about the swim? They're kind of intimidated about getting into draft legal. Uh, I'm going to throw this one to Sarah. <laughs> yes. Like, okay. Sarah has the most draft legal experience. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. All right. I would say there are three things that really make it quite different. One is like the swim is all about probably the first 200 meters and positioning. So like you really do want to work on your get out speed in the swim. Um, two, bike handling skills and comfort in a pack. Mm-hmm. Like that is obviously a huge part. So being comfortable riding with other people and finding a good draft and just being really confident with your bike handling skills. And three, it's, it's more variable pace. So like, it's a lot more of a stochastic effort, um, especially on the bike. Like it's, you know, you're, you think of a, a non-draft race, you want to sustain pretty similar power over the course of it. Whereas you get these huge spikes and low drop downs and there are times where you're like you're barely pedaling because you're in the draft other times you're like out of the saddle max watts so it's just so much bigger demand so like you want to think about increasing your threshold ability um Mm -hmm. and working on some high-end speed and power stuff and being able to recover quickly from those so that would be like the three main things that make it really different three main things that she needs to work on is get out speed in the swim yes Handling and positioning on the bike. Yes. And then top end efforts basically on the bike. Like uh more more like stochastic effort. Mm, so like okay. you know, being so variable pace. What have is, a, I haven't a heard very of interesting stochastic. Variable. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, your vocab this week. Uh, What's Sarah, stochastic so. <laughs> mean, Sarah? So like their highs and lows and like, you know, it's undulating pace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You go high, you go low. Like it's all over the place. I was like, what is the fu- what is the base word there? Stochastic. Is it staccato? Like uh-huh. musically? Yeah, it is. I think so. 
I think that would be the base word. It's spelled quite differently. Oh, can you spell it? (laughs) Can you spell it? I was the middle okay. school spelling bee champion. You guys, this is a podcast. We're not going to watch Sarah Google how to spell something. Okay? No, no, no. I'm looking up the etymology of the castic. Okay. Continue. Okay. Continue with the questions while I look up the etymology. And while she looks this up. You guys, the next question is, what is your favorite swim bike run? And I don't know if they meant what's your favorite out of those three, what's your favorite place, oh. what's your favorite workout. I think you could interpret the question as you see fit. Oh, I interpreted it as like location because I know my favorite swim in an Ironman was the one at Cozumel because hmm. it was like super clear and you could see hmm. starfish hmm. and little tropical fishies. Hmm. And it's also fast. So you interpret it as what is your best, like, what is your favorite place? Swim venue. Yeah. Swim venue. That's huh. how Lake I. Placid yeah. swim course. Not on the second loop when you're getting like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first loop. Of like first Placid. loop. First loop. <laughs> hmm. Now I'm stuck, guys. Oh, I, Whistler. I, Did you guys ever do Whistler? No. No. Oh, that that's a really because it's like mountains, you know what I mean? Like one of those mm-hmm. lakes with like the snow capped mountains. There you go. Okay, did you look this up? Are you ready? Oh, yes. So stochastic comes from the Greek. Able to guess. Amat. Oh. From Greek stochastikos. <laughs> oh, so it's like stochastic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh. Yeah. It's like, huh. so it's really basically not... just random. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you should practice random intervals. Is what we are <laughs> getting from this. <laughs> that would be actually kind of like that would be a workout where you like never knew what the next thing was going to be, mm. and it just like popped up on your like bike computer or something. That and we all need to work on our Greek. Also apparently. That. Apparently. <laughs> all right. Favorite, but we only did swim. What's your favorite bike and run then? For a race or just in general? Well, we interpreted the question as your favorite location, venue. What's your favorite bike venue? Well, bike, bike venue. Okay. Bike course. Uh... I'm going to go with Ironman Wisconsin. I actually really like that one. It's quite fun. But I also really like Rolly Hills, right? Like that's like my yeah. favorite. So. Yeah. I have, uh, I was actually going to say Wisconsin too, but I think because nice. that was my very first one. And mm. so it has a special place in my heart. It's not like the prettiest, right? Like obviously there are prettier ones, but it's like that's like the kind that I really like do well at. Um I'll say the Alcatraz course is very fun and like gorgeous and like crazy, but you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah's still thinking about one. her answer. She doesn't have one. No favorite I don't bike. Have one. Okay, no. do you have a favorite run, Sarah? Do you want to uh, I really I really like Ironman Frankfurt run or mm-hmm. um Hamburg back when I did short course just mm. really good spectators yeah okay all right okay you ready for the last question here's the last question we're gonna close out on what is your hottest hot take I, mean, I don't know what that means you don't know what a hot take is you yeah know what but, a hot take is. but okay. how can you Sarah, have a hot, hot take no what is your hottest hot take is basically like what is your hot take that's like the most controversial the like the the spiciest the spi- like clearly mine is that croissants are overrated like let's be real right like that's obviously no my it's, I think it's the bacon it's <laughs> when you said you mentioned bacon <laughs> okay yeah. here, I'll tell you I'll tell you okay so when it comes to triathlon though like my hottest hot take is that there should be mandatory upgrades for people who win two like 
go to like win the overall amateur enough times or like are the top five at Kona overall. And I'm not saying your age group overall enough times. You should eventually be forced. Like, let's face it at this point, at that point, you are not really at age. Like often they're on, often they're on sponsor, right? Like there should be a point and I'm not saying it's the first time, but at some point you should be forced to upgrade. And I'm perfectly Just fine too with there being, I'm perfectly fine with there being like downgrades eventually too. Right? Like, sure. But I, uh, I think we're all sick of the person who like wins the overall seven times and has you mean, like, like full the, sponsorship contracts and or the like, so-called yeah. masters it's fine masters i'm not gonna name names real- i know like people i know individuals <laughs> do it i'm not like even like i know individuals do it for all kinds of reasons right there's all kinds of personal life choices <laughs> like i'm racing amateur right now because i like super down like i was forced downgraded from pro racing and i haven't raced in forever but I do think my hottest hot take is that, like cycling, you should be forced to upgrade eventually. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Spicy. Hmm. Hmm. I I really agree with you, and I don't know that I have a spicier hot, hot take because it gets <laughs> it kind of gets me fired up too. <laughs> Sarah's now still thinking about hot, what hot takes are. Yeah. Because it's like your think of is lame. No, now I want to know what is your lamest hot take, Sarah? That Iron Man's dying. (laughs) You know how, like, when people are like, okay, this is one of my favorite things. I mean, it kind of is. Well, yeah, but you know when people are like, my take is (laughs) rules are rules. And you're like, that's not a take. Actually, oh, I have one. (laughs) Is that the Iron Man World Championship should not always be in Kona. That's 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 a that's a take. There you go. I agree and with that one. Yes, that is okay. I'll have that as I I really like your hot take, but this is one of my hot takes. Is that hot. Kona is overrated? Ooh, ooh, ooh. just like uh-huh. bacon. <laughs> sure, sure. I don't. Yeah, Sarah. I feel like hot takes are not really Sarah Chu's thing. I'm just going to throw that out there. My hot takes. My hot take <laughs> is that it gets really hot and climate change is going to make it worse for races. Solid. Yes. <laughs> You're like accurate. Yes. I also like, so this is my, this is like when people do like my take and then they just restate a fact. So yeah, that would be an example <laughs> of stating a fact. <laughs> I mean, it's a hot take that's true it's yep. literally a hot take exactly. <laughs> the hottest <laughs> boom uh all right so that was not that wasn't everybody's questions but i felt like we got through i mean we're almost at an hour we got through a lot of questions in our first ever aua episode so are we going to save other questions for next week we there's all there were only a, i mean there were, there were not a enough. More. Yeah, there were a couple more. We could like do the other. We could do a few more next week if we want to. Or if people send in any more, you could like close us out here and give them our voicemail. And I guess if people send in any more, we could do a listener question or two every week now. What? what? Then I don't have to ask really random questions. <laughs> and then it'll be more interactive. There you go. That's what we're looking for in our podcast. More interactivity. Okay, I was a little nervous you were going to say interesting, but that's, thank oh. you. <laughs> I think we're very interesting. Well, because of my questions, specifically. Yeah. I, was, I was feeling very the random, random questions. Oh, my favorite one is still the one about 
Was it the whale, the orcas with the salmon on their head? <laughs> we, we, yeah, you know, people learn things on our podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> like, Sarah, you want to close us out there? You know, I don't, I know. Okay. Random factoid. What percentage do you think of Americans don't wear seatbelt? 43. Ooh. 43? No, no. It's got to be low. It's got to be like 5%. Excellent guess. It's 8%. Well, thank you for listening to another informative episode of If You're Writing. Please send in voicemails or questions because, yeah, it sounds like we want to skew things a little bit more interactive with you all. None of you people can tell me to stop My town, my crown We know what it takes to be reaching the top We reaching the top We reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top Iron Women is excited to announce a new partnership with Bicycle, the largest global marketplace for pre-owned bikes. With more than 20,000 pre-owned and refurbished road, gravel, mountain, and triathlon bikes available, Bicycle connects buyers and sellers on a global scale and makes the process of buying and selling bikes safe, easy, and convenient for riders. We all know there are plenty of marketplaces and classified sites out there, but what sets Bicycle apart is their guaranteed buyer protection, secure payments, simple shipping, and first-class customer service. Additionally, when you sell a bike, Bicycle provides a bike box directly to your door and coordinates pickup at a time that works best for your schedule. That kind of service has me swayed, and I'm cleaning up one of my old race bikes to sell on Bicycle right now. For a limited time, you can save up to $100 on your purchase at Bicycle by entering the code FEISTYTRY, all caps and one word, at checkout. That's code FEISTYTRY at Bicycle.com. B-U-Y-C-Y-C-L-E dot com. Jocelyn, I know, you know, we're getting older and aging and you've been using amino coast heel as part of your like post-workout recovery right yeah it seems like after i became a mom and then turned 40 my recovering abilities really tanked so as you remember i then tore my meniscus had to get surgery in my knee and now i've had this lingering ligament injury in my foot so i've been adding a scoop of the chocolate flavored heel to like either a glass of chocolate milk or a recovery smoothie. And I love that it helps accelerate muscle repair and reduce inflammation so I can keep training and racing hard in my 40s. Yeah. And so you use the AminoCo Heal chocolate. How do you like it? How does it taste? It tastes pretty good. I mix it up with a bunch of stuff. So it's like, Tastes like a chocolate shake. And all AminoCo products are 100% science backed. It's, you know, Feisty's go to essential amino acids. And you can get 30% off with the code writing, as in if we were writing, at aminoco.com slash writing. You'll also get a free gift for new purchasers. That's aminoco, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash writing and use the code writing at checkout for 30% off 
and a free gift. 